Hello there. This is Wale Olulano, the presiding apostle of Harmony Christian Ministries. I'm happy that you can join us today in our podcast. I pray today's message will encourage, edify, and illuminate your heart, wherever your circumstances may be. Please relax and enjoy. Genesis 28. We're going to read from verse 12 to 13. Genesis 28, 12 to 13. The Bible says, Then he dreamed, and behold, a lather was set up on the earth, and his top reached to the heavens. I came to encourage somebody here today that every nightmare is over. That in the name of Jesus, your dream will draw you to heaven, not to a pit. Will draw you to heaven, not to a graveside. That's a very weak amen. amen. If you have been having dreams and some kind of nightmare, you will understand the power of that prayer. This man here dreamt and a ladder was set up from the earth to the heavens. Sometimes a ladder could represent promotion in your life. I said in this season, God will open up a new path. That you will, sh- you will see a path upwards in the name of Jesus. And it's top rich to the heaven. And there, the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. Ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it, not a demon. The Lord will stand on top of your fears. In Jesus' name. He said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie, I will give to you and your descendants. It's nothing as encouraging as waking up to a dream. That you know God has just granted you an encounter. God has shown you something that is unique. And in this case, what is yours? Also, John chapter 1 verse 50, quickly. John chapter 1, we'll read verse 50. John 1 50. Jesus answered and said to him, Behold, I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree. Do you believe? You will see greater things than this. You have seen COVID. You will see the things that will release you into mighty glory. Things that will unleash blessings upon you. Things that will unleash greater dimensions. Amen. It's not only bad news. God also said, where grace abound, where sin abound, grace abound much more. Amen. He said, and he said to him, most assuredly I say to you, hereafter, you shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Wow, Jesus Christ opened up our understanding that the ladder we saw in Genesis is nothing more but the Son of Man. He is the ladder to the Father. It's a ladder to heaven. It's a ladder to unlocking the spiritual. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let's just have a quick recap. Last week we told ourselves that nations have the responsibility for the security of their people. And for that, there are agents that are ready to pounce on any unauthorized invaders. We told ourselves that 
for that reason, separate units are set up. And if that is the case in the physical, how much more in the spiritual? God has not left the security of our life. He has not left it to chance. God has ensured that there is a package, there is a plan, and he purposely put it in place so that there is none of us that should feel at any time God can't see us. The Bible tells us in Psalm 91 verse 11 and several scriptures, he said he shall give his angels charge. In fact, I like to call that scripture, he has given his angels charge. Amen. To keep us, to keep me in all my ways. Let me remind us again about the background to this series. That a few months ago, um, most of us have been hearing this invisible, this unseen enemy, this invisible enemy, this pandemic. And uh, one of those days, it just kind of hit me. And the Holy Spirit said to me, he said that I shall go and study about the invincible help. The helper that he has provided. While men are talking about the invincible enemy, the invisible attack, there is an invincible help that he has made available. It was one of those times that everything was still very tight. And he said, I should go and study and impact and empower knowledge to his people. So that in these days, we can all rise up in understanding and in power. And we'll not be part of those people who are running around like hairless chicken. Demonic activity and Satan worship are on the increase in the world. We've got to understand that. It's not dropping. It's on the increase in the world. The devil is alive and is more at work now than any time. Why? Because he knows his time is short. So his activity is on the rise. So this year's pandemic that we've seen is not the end of things. And that's the truth. It is not the end of his attack. Children of God must understand that while the enemy may be gathering his asna together, there is a level you and I are supposed to be. On this Sunday that is specially dedicated to our young ones, particularly, as I was studying for this service, I had to remind myself that I'm really yet to know a group of people that have enjoyed and that do enjoy the ministry of angels more than young people. Even though all of us enjoy the ministry of angels, but young people more so. Not only the fact that Jesus Christ said, for those who are young, the angels behold his face every day. But when you are young, you are given to some kind of carefree life. Most of us here, particularly those of us who are serving the Lord in certain level, in the days we didn't know God, God has been watching over us. He has been delivering us from ourselves. There are many of us that don't have the right to be here. God, in his invincible ways, has been saving us. That's exactly what young people are going through. It's natural for us to worry over them. But why we're not encouraging any careless life? I want us to understand that there is a way that God watches over the helpless. So on the day that we celebrate our young people, we want to thank God for his invincible hand upon their life. Why they take on jobs they don't even understand. 
Why they go into relationships they don't know? Why they drive some reckless driving? I have survived accidents that I don't know how I survived. And everybody here can testify to that in your own life too. So majority of Christians can recall angelic deliverances and ministrations. And how God has saved you many times, particularly in time past. And even now. Some have survived plane crash that they don't understand. Paul was speaking to the Ephesians Christians in Ephesians chapter 6, 10 to 12. Ephesians chapter 6, 10 to 12. Let's read that scripture. He says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I pray that strength will be your portion. We can't afford to be weak. He said, put on the whole armor of God. That's what we are saying here. It's great to have the vaccine. I'm saying to us, friends, don't just put your trust in carnal things. Don't put your trust in the things this world can offer. Don't put your trust in the security you have on your car or in your house. Don't put your trust in what medication can do. Those things are good, but that's not where your trust must be. Put on the whole armor of God. That you may be able to withstand and stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. But against principalities, against powers. Against rulers of darkness of this age. Oh my goodness. There's so much in that scripture. What is going on right now in the world is not just a medical attack or some kind of thing. Look at it. Even people who should be thinking together are all against each other. So there is a spiritual dimension. So what you see, that's the reason why we shouldn't just think, you know what, we're just going to listen to the news and we're just going to act. We have to be a people who understand that we must put on the whole armor. Because part of the game of the end time is houses will be set against each other. Businesses will collapse without a reason. Things will occur. But the people who understand the dimension of God will take God's word as their guide. Be trained, be disciplined, no other things, but put your trust in God. Run the whole armor. That was what Paul was saying to the Ephesians in that passage. Now, we already told ourselves that angels are servants, they are messengers. And we said that angels, whether they are good angels or bad angels, they are messengers. They serve a superior being. Either they are God's angels or Satan's angel. They are serving a purpose. They don't act on their own. They act by instruction. We told ourselves that. We also told ourselves because they are spirit beings. They don't have their own body. But they manifest. They take on a being. Because they are spirit beings, they don't die. They don't increase in number. So when they thought of the angels of heaven went with Satan. Not that God now had to create another to fill that number. There are an innumerable company of angels. Next week, I'll go into all that. But I'm trying to first of all establish the benefit of angels so that we can begin to fully function, fully engage, fully maximize, because that's more important. I will look at how they are organized. Don't believe everything you hear or you read about angels. Especially when they are not grounded in the scriptures. We have no right to tell anybody that what they saw is not an angel. 
or where they went to is not heaven because we didn't go there with them. You can argue a man's own experience. But what you don't have the right to do is to turn that to a doctrine. And so our basis of teaching this topic, while there are people who have several, all the books we're going to get on angels will be people's personal experience, most of it. What we want to look at is what does the Bible say about angels. One of the things to remind ourselves also is in Psalm 68 verse 17. Samuel was speaking here about chariots of God. Angels are the chariots of God. I love that. Chariots of God. What do you use chariots for? Chariots that God sends to his friends to convey them from a place to another place. So when you read things like Elijah ran ahead of the chariot of Ahab, he had a superior chariot. Are you following me now? Because there's another chariot that moved him. May the chariots of God move you ahead of your enemy. It doesn't matter who has gone ahead of you. It doesn't matter who said this way, you're going to be limited. When the chariots of God carry you, nothing can limit you. It's what he's saying to his friends. Also, it's the same chariots he's saying to his enemies to destroy them. Chariots of God. I'm going to be looking at that mostly today. Something which we don't see. Angels do speak. Angels have the ability to appear, to reappear, to disappear. They do that by choice. Angels can decide to manifest to you. And they may choose not to. One of the things to actually help us to understand it is the special ability that God gave to some kind of animals. Some kind of animals. You know, even you see the bats can see better than the natural eye of man. What about man's own best friend, the dog? Sometimes you see a dog begins to bark because a dog has smelled something you are yet to see. How many people understand what I'm talking about so far? I'm trying to show us that God puts certain things in the natural for you to know that it's more than the eye can see. So why the, these animals are expressing these things in the natural, man is wondering, hey, hey, what are you, what are you barking about? Something is going on. Now, people who know their dog will not take the dog lightly. They know the dog has seen something. Do you remember Balaam and his donkey? The Bible said God opened the eyes of the donkey. And the donkey could see. No, donkeys don't see naturally. But God made this particular donkey to see an angel that was standing in front with a blazing arrow. And he was saying to him, hey, come on, let's go. He said, no, it's not going today. Until God showed the man of God what the donkey consists. He said, oh, why have I just said this to you? Because there are times that God may have to open our eyes to see something that was not natural for us to see. Now, we must be a people that will not dismiss it. Because in the days ahead, we must understand God expects us to dress more with spiritual mindset. Amen. Angels are ministering spirits. God uses both men and angels to declare his message to those who are being saved. In Acts chapter 8, we read about Deacon um, Philip, who was having a great crusade. Crusade was going on. But an angel of the Lord came and told him he needed to move into a desert. 
Because there is a place, there's an assignment for him to fulfill. Now that didn't make sense. But I want to pray for somebody here today. That in the name of Jesus you will not miss the prompting of God. Listen to me. There are times that the business that you are believing in, you can see it. And God is saying to you, I want to diversify into this. I want to move into this. You see, by hearing and obeying the voice of God. Because God provided a, a divine chariot for him. And he found himself landed in a desert. From that encounter, he met Ethiopian eunuch, who became the voice of God to the province that he came from. Now, that's in a way of introduction this morning. Last week, we started looking at the benefits of the angels. And I think we went as far as two or three. We said that's for divine assurance, divine clearance of the path ahead, divine defense and protectors. The Bible said in Psalm 34 verse 7, said the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. Amen. I want to bring a scripture to that point before I move on. In 2 Kings chapter 6, as I was saying earlier on, verse 14 to 17, Elisha and his servants, they were camped somewhere and the Syrian army came around and they surrounded the mountain. And his servant woke up in the morning and he said, my goodness, we are finished. There is no way out of this one. Our business is over. Our life is over. There is no way we're going to make this. The enemy has got us any way we want to turn to. The man of God, he said, no, those who are with us, they are more than those who are against us. This morning, I pray for you in the name of Jesus. Everything that seems against your home, that seems against your business, that seems against your health, I pray in Jesus' name, they become a stepping stone. A stepping stone. A stepping stone. In the name of Jesus, for those who are with you, they are more. And the servant said, but I don't understand what you are saying. Can you not see them? Look at them on the horses. And he said, Lord, open his eyes. One thing is for you to know. Another thing is for somebody with you, your partner, your husband, your wife, your business colleague to see what you see. I pray for grace, dimension of grace, that they may see what you see. Because how can two walk except they be agreed? And the Lord opened the eyes of his servant and he said, wow, host of angels. Host of angels. As a minister, this particular point one of the things I love most, one of the things that encourage me most, this particular scripture has been one of the things that gives me assurance. And every minister will probably will tell you this, especially when I go on missions to fields where men dare. I always, always, always picture in my spirit that are angels all around. This is holy ground. Even though I'm standing in this fetish palace. Even though I am walking with this man full of all kind of charms. Even though I'm shaking their hands. Even though I know they are smiling, but I know inside them they are thinking something else. I'm always thinking an angel of God is here with me. I'm always believing that as God's servant, I am not alone. I want to pray this prayer for you that you will know you are not alone. 
My friend, you must have a knowledge of this, a working knowledge of this, and do it. You will not be afraid to travel to your village. You will not be afraid if you have to go. Not be one of those people that are running away. There are witches there. You have a greater witch inside of you. If there are witches, then you are a wizard. You have to understand that angels were created. All things were created by God and they submit to God and that greater God is on the inside of you. He has put his angels all around you. And if you are serving the Lord, you will say, Lord, I thank you because I go in your name. You will watch my back, watch my home, watch my children, watch my business. I go forth in your name. Divine deliverance. One of the things the angels do in our life, why they are there is for divine deliverance. In Acts chapter 12, 5 to 8, the Bible said Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. You see why you should not, have, you should not be absent in the place of prayer. When we say there's time to pray, you should say because the church is not meeting physically, I don't need to log on. Prayer is important. It is prayer that activates the ministry of angels, and I'm getting close to that. You must understand, it's not just that it's going to happen anyhow. It is prayer that keeps the spirit senses alive. We cannot always say, that you will not run into trouble. We can always say the enemy will not. I said it last week. That in the natural, the government's plan is that the enemy should not enter into the airspace. But in the spiritual, God is not afraid of the enemy entering into the airspace. But he has forbidden them to overcome you. Are you listening to what I'm saying? So yes, they may get you. They may, they may arrest you. Yes, they may imprison you. But prayer must be made by the church. Because nothing can imprison prayer. So prayer was made every day for Peter. And when Herod was about to bring him out, the night, that night Peter was sleeping, bound with two chains between two soldiers. And you know, we taught on this in the past, the several teachings on why was he able to sleep. A man whose nose was to be dead in the morning. But he was sleeping. The guards before the door were keeping the prison. Now behold, the angel of the Lord stood by him and a light shone in the prison. Every darkness around you. May they be dispelled in Jesus' name. The Bible said an angel, nothing could stop him. He entered. Nothing could stop his deliverance. He stepped into a, a locked door where your blessing is locked. Today we see an invisible spiritual grace entering into that. He's bringing you out in Jesus' name. And one thing he did, no matter what the spiritual theory about why Peter could sleep, the action of the angel tells me Peter should not, be, should not have been sleeping. That's what I can tell. If it was okay for him to sleep, the action of the angel would not be necessary. The angel slapped him. And then the guy woke up. So he said to him, arise quickly. And as soon as he said arise, his chains fell off. Wow! <laughs> Troubles responded to a divine word. 
Every chain that has held you down in the season of blockage, every chain that set your career down, that said you have lost your job, everything that said you have lost your progress, what plans you had for this year, we command those chains to be broken now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The chains fell off. When you respond to the direction of God, chains will break off. And just said to him, guard yourself and tie your sandals. May I point out something to us there? I thought it's a spiritual experience. Why did he need sandals? Why didn't he just float, float in the air? That's for us to understand. That even God will expect you to put in some common sense. So, uh, if they say wash your hand, wash your hand. If they say put on your mask, put on your mask. He's not against you having a shoe. Well, why would you say we are going to church, no shoes? We are wearing some kind of sotana or whatever they're wearing. He said, wear a shoe. You are saying you don't need to wear a shoe. He said, put on your sandals. Put it on. Now put on your clothes. There's not going to be a holy warmth. Put on your clothes. So, he's now said, follow me. And then he followed the angel. I love this scripture. Then they went out and he followed him. He did not know that it was done by the angel. What was done by the angel was real. For he thought he was seeing a vision. God will give you stuff this year that will seem like a dream. Ah, I'll tell you it will be like a dream. What you have thought was not possible. That led you to a sleep of, dis- of despondency. What has led you to a point of thinking where well, this is all over anyway? I said, God will surprise you in the name of Jesus. Let me just, I'll just give her one more. Divine interface. Divine interface. Oh, this, if I could spend the whole day, this is aware, this is aware I really wanted to talk about. Divine interface. Of all the benefits we get from the angels. Ministry of Angels. This is one that believers really need to know most about. Divine interface. So remember, angels obey God. So you see, in our spiritual excitement and charismatic stupidity, sometimes we command angels. I command you, angels of God, I command you now, go. No. It doesn't work like that. Even though they are our ministers, they are our messengers, angels don't respond to us. They respond to a spiritual instrument that is higher than us. I'm going to show you that. There is an interface. Interface simply means what makes this to talk to this. Angels don't only bring instructions from above. They also take instructions upwards. Are you following me now? divine interface. If there's something you should rather focus on, it is this one. This is what brings the fullness of the ministry of angels. So what do you mean? Angels take instructions from the earth to heaven. And they take from heaven to earth. Do you get a point now? So when Christ said whatsoever thing you bind is bound so you see, what we need to do, we need to understand that when we do things on earth, there is a super fast mechanism that takes a message from here to there. So, 
It takes from earth to heaven and from heaven to earth. So here is a question. Where is heaven? And how far is heaven? Where is heaven and how far is heaven? So those of you who are professors in the house, begin to work out the distance between the earth to heaven. How many trillions of miles? Because if, if, if it's a matter of distance, how long does my prayer have to travel? How many years? Okay, how many years does it take light to come to earth? The point is, if it is a matter of distance from earth to heaven, then our prayers don't stand a chance. So when we talk about heaven and we talk about interface, don't think about distance. But I want to think about dimension. Heaven is a dimension of frequency that we must learn to tune to. So the angels of God, they interface from this dimension, earthly dimension, into the spiritual dimension. That's how to travel. That's how to take information. That's how we can say Christ is here, but he is in heaven. There is he that speaketh on earth, but he is in heaven. It's a dimension. Now when you begin to think about that, then you know, wow, so this dimension is, and it is more real than anything. A few years ago, um, a kind of a church mother of ours called us very early in the morning. And he said to, to us, he said, Pastor, I've been diagnosed with cancer, and um, I'm ready to meet my Jesus. And she told us a kind of situation around it. And I said, ah, Mommy, you didn't tell us all this. She said, I didn't want you to worry. I know you're going to be worried like you are right now. Very early in the morning, she called my wife and I. We went to see her. And she was saying it wasn't about the sickness. She said, it's because I want to see Jesus. And so, as her illness progressed, and she was in the hospital one day, we were with her, and she was telling us about an angel that was always coming to her. She was talking to her that, as I'm seeing you now, is the way the angel comes and sits there. She was so real. She was not dementia. She was not in any problem. She was, not in, she was just saying, all I just need you to do is help me speak to your younger ones. He said, because what I have seen, this angel is so real. She was not in any trouble. She was not confused about anything. But I, why I raised that? Because I don't want us to think we see the angel when we die. No. It's more fun when we are alive and healthy. But why I remember that last night, it was, it was a dimension she was telling me. It's like, like, you just come in. He comes in. He sits there. And I'm like, oh, this same chair. I, I sat better so I can feel the angel. And she was talking. She was so sound. She made all kinds of plans. Why? Because she has seen two dimensions. But what I'm trying to get us to understand here is we are a people that God gives the opportunity to see this dimension. It's not about a distance you need to travel. So as we are here, God can take a person into a realm. And this is where we need to understand why we do not pray to angels 
we pray, we, our trust is in God. Our trust is in the Holy Spirit dwelling on the inside of us. But the Trinity, they don't do anything themselves. They have messengers. Angels. They heed the word of salvation. Are you listening to me? The job of angels is to take something from the earth to the heavens and from the heavens to the earth. You don't need to see them. But you must know they are always there. So in closing, when Jesus Christ spoke to Nathaniel, and he said to Nathaniel, he said, is it because I said these things, you saw these things and you are excited? He said, the time is coming. Say, listen to him. Most assuredly, I want you to know hereafter. You will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending, descending, or what? On the Son of Man. What do you mean, Pastor? That dimension is encountered by the more of Christ that is on the inside of us. This man must receive more of the Son of Man. We must, mean, we must allow the dimension of Christ to be birthed in us. When Christ is birthing us and we think more of Christ through his word and we become more of an agent of Christ and the Son of Man is birthed in me not just because I got born again but because I think about him. I think like him. I act like him. Then when I speak, I speak Christ. I think Christ. So when angels hear my prayers, when they hear me and see me, they're not hearing this man they are hearing the dimension. Are you following me now? They are hearing a dimension. That's when there is no distance and no difference anymore between me and him. So when I think, I think Christ. When I speak, I speak Christ. That's how I can speak. And it is not me that is speaking. I don't speak out of just man. I'm speaking as a man of God. The son of man when he's revealed. Jesus said that to, to Nathaniel. He said, Nathaniel, a time is coming. And that time is now, friends. That the children of God must embrace Christ. That Christ being fully formed in us. We don't do one part here, one part there. There's nothing like, well, this is for me. The other one is for God. Today is church God. So God time, after church time is over, I go to me, me. No, my life. My home. My time. My resources are all God's. So when angels see me, they don't see difference. They see a God property. A song like that years ago. They see a God property. They see a God business. They see a God family. May you be a God property. That's when he said, touch not my anointed. It's not the oil. It is because the man that was touched with the oil has become God's own. And he's living as God's own. As we round up this service this morning, begin to call upon God and say, Lord, I thank you. Thank you for your word today. I thank you for the angels you have sent to minister to me. Lord, I thank you because there is no difference in me. I need you just to say, Lord, this is my prayer, my heart prayer this week. My heart prayer this week that you will show forth yourself in me. Manifest yourself fully, fully in me. Lord, that there will be no distance, no distance. No difference. No difference. As you bring me from one dimension to another dimension, Lord, this is my prayer. All I have is yours. All that I am is you. Oh God, anything that doesn't glorify you in my life, Lord, remove it. Cut it off. Take it out. Take it out, oh God. That the world will see you in me. Every day that they look at me, they can hear you. 
They can see you. They can feel you. That's my prayer in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. We do hope you have been blessed. Our special thanks go to all our partners who give generously to support our ministry. You are welcome to be one of us. If you'd like someone to talk to you on any of the issues raised in today's message, please do call us on plus 44 208-597-3110 or you visit our website on www.hccenter.org.uk. May the peace of the Lord guard you and keep you till we meet again.